My name's Clara, and this is Sandstone. Sandstone is a storytelling podcast that seeks to understand the nuanced worlds of Arabia and Appalachia and the people that call these places home. I experienced the war on terror from a TV screen in Appalachia. And although Appalachia is oceans away from the combat zones of the Middle East, when I was about eight or nine, the action came to my family's farm in West Virginia. It didn't show up at my doorstep. He showed up at my window. Osama bin Laden, you know that guy? He was hiding out on our farm. He would come out at night, and it was usually after I had watched the six o'clock news, have to think there's some correlation there, and it was always in the kitchen, when I was doing something sneaky, probably eating chocolate chips or something. And without warning, Osama's face would appear in one of the kitchen windows. And if you've ever seen a picture of Osama bin Laden, he's not the most friendly looking man. He would stare me down through the window, and his eyeballs, they would pierce through my little innocent West Virginian soul. And before he could say anything, justify his surprise visit, maybe there was a reason he was visiting me, I was out of there. I would book it to my parents, and I would report to them what had happened. I told them, these are the facts, this is what I saw, and they dismissed it. They assured me that Osama bin Laden did not, in fact, live on our farm, and even if he did, he had no interest in spying on me eating chocolate chips. Looking back, eh, iffy parenting there. We could have taken down Osama bin Laden years earlier, people. But some 10 years from this Osama bin Laden is going to kill me in my family phase of life, I work at a Syrian restaurant, I somehow have learned to speak Arabic, and a significant percentage of my close friends and acquaintances are named Osama. Kind of a 180, gotta admit. Life circumstances, none of those involving war or kidnapping or any sort of physical force, perhaps to the disappointment of my more violently inclined audience, these circumstances led me to the Arabian Gulf, and then North Africa, and most recently, the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, which is tucked in there right between Iraq, Syria, Saudi Arabia, and Israel-Palestine. Kind of a fun neighborhood. Not many Americans, especially West Virginians, find themselves in the Middle East. I've never heard anyone be like, forget Cancun, let's go to Syria. No one says that. Americans don't go to the Middle East on vacation. They go there on deployment. And they come back with souvenirs of Purple Hearts and PTSD. Our knowledge of the Arab world comes from newsrooms, from cameramen in war zones, a hostage's last words, and the photo of a Syrian boy lying face down on the beach, lifeless. But these narratives, they don't tell the whole story. First of all, very few of the characters actually have names, which makes things kind of hard to follow. Second of all, most of the characters are men, and they're usually wearing all black and have beards, which makes them difficult to distinguish. And the stories we hear in the media They leave out all the good parts. There's no romance or comedy or happy endings. Sandstone chronicles how a sheltered West Virginia hill child 
yours truly, came to connect with people and places so foreign from my upbringing. And I'll introduce you to the people that I met along the way. People who have names and stories and don't dress in all black, although some of them do have beards. I know it's kind of a weird combo. Arabia and Appalachia usually don't go together, but if you think about it, neither Appalachians nor Arabs have a great reputation in the media. Appalachians are hillbillies and Arabs are terrorists, and that's about it. And unfortunately, this is the way a lot of the world understands two very diverse and complex demographics. And we misunderstand each other too. Where there could be solidarity, there's fear and distrust. And these fears have consequences. They affect the way we see the world, the way we see ourselves, and the way we interact with each other. And I'm not an expert on the Arab world or Appalachia. I wish I could say that I was. I just know that the people that I've met have changed me. And I'd like for you to meet them too. This project is supported in part by the Critical Language Scholarship Alumni Development Fund. The Critical Language Scholarship Program is sponsored by the U.S. Department of State with funding provided by the U.S. government. Thank you for listening.